Okay guys, so welcome back to Teen Muscle Radio and episode 4. So today I am very lucky to be joined by a sort of a very special guest today and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are pumped to hear this. So be sure to stick around and my guest today is Tyler Cook. So before I say anything about Tyler, I'm going to let him introduce himself as per usual. So Tyler, go ahead and describe to the audience who you are and uh, why you're here today. Yeah, cool, man. Thanks for that um, kind introduction. Like that was a bit, um, that was nice. Um, so I'm obviously I'm Tyler. I'm 20, uh, recently turned 20. Uh, I work as a coach at an awesome facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Year Fitness and Performance. Got some cool photos of that going on on the internet. We've got our own page and stuff. Check that out. Um, nice. I'm from the Wirral, so it's not Liverpool. Okay. Definitely not Liverpool. It's close, close enough. So, and I've been involved in bodybuilding. I like to say four months. Okay. Well, three years. Wow. <laughs> three and a half years. Nice, nice, <laughs> you know, nice. Oh, it is, man. We always, we we already always say, oh, I'm only training six months <laughs> after you've learned what to do and whatever else. No, I <laughs> you've been training about ten years. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, so yeah, I mean, as I've said, like prior to your introduction, like there's going to be a lot of people that are pumped to hear this. You've got a big following, and I really think that we're going to be able to give your following a good idea of more about you, get you behind the camera, and um, really discuss some topics that might not have been so evident through your social media, which is quite cool. Um, so, yeah, really, really excited to have you on, Tyler, and um, it's good to good to hear from you again. I haven't seen you yeah, thanks, for, for a while. Um, if viewers, viewers might not know, but me and Tyler competed against each other um, back in 2014 at the BNBF Finals. Um, and that image that you see on uh, the topic of this video was actually Tyler at the BNBF Finals. Um, so, yeah, yeah really <laughs> cool stuff. Photo of me. <laughs> right <laughs> that's one <laughs> so as we usually do on Teen Muscle Radio we're going to let Tyler really take us back to the start we want to get every every person that we want to get on this show is going to be someone that's obviously started as a teen and uh, built their physique through the teenage years and Tyler has very much done so so I'd like to know Tyler sort of where did it all begin how did you get into the gym itself well, um, gym environment-wise, I think the first time when I was, I was about 16. Okay. Obviously, I don't think in the UK, I don't know where, what it's like anywhere else, but you've got to be over 16 to use free weights in most gyms. Before that, I did some kickboxing year or so. Okay. Um, that was that was cool, but you know, it never ended up being for me. Started in the gym, 16. You know how it is, man. I was doing push-ups on dumbbells. <laughs> I was doing, uh, I think we were doing leg raises where you punch each other in the stomach. <laughs> all the crazy shit you see on the internet, but it's never any good for you. We yeah. did all that. So, you know, um, I never knew I'd have competed. I never would have known I'd have grown okay. at, at all, Wow. really. So that's always interesting when I tell people that. I mean, I started off as a old 10 stone man. You can always look back at my pictures, anyone watching, and you'll see you that. You were really, I started really quite off, small, yeah, weren't you? Yeah. Scrawny, scrawny man. I was about 10 stone. And it wasn't in shape. It wasn't in shape either. So I, okay. I didn't ever seen this coming, which is always interesting. Yeah, that's mad. Um, so what initially got you into the gym? You mentioned kickboxing. Was it as a performance-related thing? So did you go into the gym to improve your kickboxing, or did you always did you start as a result of wanting to improve your physique? Like which one was it? 
Um, when I think back on it now, it's um, it's quite a weird question actually because I don't actually know what, oh, what right. started me back. I think a couple of the lads were going to the gym. Okay. Well, way before me, um, a couple of lads were going to the gym. It was the thing. My girlfriend started the gym, and I was like, you know, it was it was, it was near my school. My school has a gym near it, and it was okay. crappy public gym. Yeah. But you know, I just I just went there, did all crazy shit, didn't have no structure whatsoever. Okay. And kind of that was it. I mean, there was no. There was no goal. There was no no, no nothing in, in sight for me. There it was just mm-hmm. literally started out to see what happens. Yeah, interesting. So you mentioned it was at a school gym. Now, did you go? Did you go like on your own when you first started, or did you go with like a bunch of bigger people or your girlfriend? Like, what? Well, who did you go with? Oh man, you know you know this one. I'm sure you've seen it before. Anyone watching as well? Five or six people training at once, <laughs> one machine rotating through it was that kind of thing i mean we just we just went but it, i was kind of lucky as well because starting off in that environment in, in the way in the way everything was i, I didn't have no access to free weights yeah. it was kind of just all strict machines there was no i'd never touched a bench press until i'd trained for about a year wow um which is interesting i'd never touched a squat rack again training for a whole year so yeah. i found for me that may have been a cool little advantage mm-hmm. in starting out because i'd never been able to fuck myself up if you know what I mean, I'd never yeah. really been just let loose with no knowledge whatsoever, let onto a bar, let onto a squat rack mm-hmm. with no no knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of got lucky there because, I mean, with the, the sit-up crunches, punching each other and things like that, who God knows what I would have done if I was given a given a bar <laughs> and a bunch of weights. <laughs> so did you did you start, like, training full body or just, like, upper body? Was it upper body pump or what happened? Oh, man. Did you train legs? It was, I'll tell you my first workout now, man, for yeah. sure, because I was thinking about this before. Uh, it was chins, which is fantastic. I'm glad I did them. Yeah, good job. Um, I could do them. Yeah. <laughs> I could do them. It was those push-ups on, on dumbbells, so yeah. for all those anti-stabilization gains. Um, <laughs> obviously, the, the knee-ups, holding on, to the, holding on to a dip bar, getting yeah. punched. And, man, it was just weird shoulder machine, which I don't even remember what it was now. It was crap. And that was it. I mean, I rotated through that a couple of times. We were just finding weird shit on the internet. Let's do this. Let's do that. There was no structure whatsoever for a long time in my training. Okay. Now, so you mentioned the internet. Um, so, did you find like your first sort of workout programs through the internet? And how, like, looking back on it now, how decent were they? Were they, were, was it good advice? Was it basic advice? Or where would you go now if you had the res- if you had the resources uh, that you do? I think where I went was bodybuilding.com, okay. and I didn't go to the posts and pages because obviously you type bodybuilding.com, they've got it nailed. They're the first website that comes up. Yeah. Um, in regards to bodybuilding but a lot of the things I did is like posted in the forums and that is not a mistake mm-hmm. I don't make mistakes regrets but yeah. I posted in there man and people will tell you this is right this is right this is wrong and I did end up taking up the bro, the bro split in the end yeah. that was the, the first thing that I kind of seen that's what they called it where you just train one body part every day yeah. and that's obviously where I was forced to train legs eventually mm. Um. But uh, starting out wise, I would never. I'd honestly, it's hard, man, because you don't. When you first join the gym, you got there's no real. You don't know where to go. There's no mm-hmm. kind of like set. You know, guys. Obviously, me and you. We know a lot of awesome coaches. We know a lot of awesome kind of motivators. But yeah. people joining in, it's hard for them to find a good platform. Yeah. So that's why I say, you know, look at some of the top guys. Go on some of the top guys' um, pages and things like that. Um, who am I thinking? Uh, I was reading a lot of Jim Stepani when I started out. Okay, yeah. You know, Jim's just getting five by five, things like that. Yeah. But, you know, bro split was where it was at, man, for me when I started out. For sure. So before I get on to, like, some questions on sort of, like, how your training developed and how your nutrition developed, I want to know, because 
your physique like almost inspires me and I'm sure it inspires many and <laughs> I think I, I'd want to I, I really want to know how quickly you noticed your physique changing because I'm imagining like you came from a scrawny guy I'm imagining you were an incredibly good responder to weight so how how quickly was it and when did it really click like what what sort of clicked when you started making progress well, the first thing that I noticed when I started training in normal gyms was I got leaner, a noticeable leaner. Me, obviously, put me into a calorie deficit immediately by mm-hmm. the, the, new, the new expended energies. Obviously, I was nailing the weight protein within 10 minutes after a workout. Didn't want to lose any gains. So that was helping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I didn't notice, and I'll, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't notice much thickness for the first three years. Mm-hmm. And that sounds quite weird, but obviously I put on a lot of mass real quick. I think the first year I trained was 58 pounds. And you, you can look at my, you can look at some of my pictures, and there's not much fat in there whatsoever. And that's when I was on bodybuilding.com, and that's where a lot of my following built was because of people hating on me, uh, saying I, I wasn't. I remember that. Actual, and it's, it's understandable, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a massive thing, and and I was just thinking I was stupid for posting at the time, but I was just thinking, wow, I tell all these people I've gained sixty pounds, fifty-seven pounds, and they're going to be impressed. But you know, the reaction was kind of the opposite. It was more just like stop boasting about you, oh. you know, things like that. So. You know, that that was the first year. The okay. second year, again, it, you know, we know the law of diminishing returns. I think it went even crazier. Yeah. Because I started out 155, okay. 155 pounds. I got to about 180 in a year. And you were still and then fairly I, same body fat. Yeah, yeah, same body fat pretty much. And then, I, and then half a year later, that's when I competed with the BMBF. So I competed a year and a half going from no training to, to obviously competing with the BMBF. And wow. that, that, that was where I was at then. Okay, sure. That's um, that's mad, and I'm sure for a lot of people they'll be thinking, "Wow, that really sounds like a lot more than your average scientific-based person would say." Okay, gain oh. like this at this rate at this sort of time period, and it's funny yes. me and me and the previous guest Jack Gad were talking about how it could possibly be beneficial, and there could be some merit to younger guys just eating in a good surplus and putting on like slightly more weight than would be deemed ideal. But in your yeah. case, you actually put on more weight than deemed ideal and you also stayed yeah. pretty damn lean, which is and quite I, incredible. And I, I hate to admit it, bro. I know it's fantastic, but yeah. obviously being a coach now for a couple of years, maybe two and a half years in the experience I've had with most people, yeah. me telling them my experience doesn't necessarily help because oh, yeah. I ate a lot of shit, man. I mean, Jack Gad was mentioning his, really love for some crazy calorie dense foods yes i ate like anything like i still in my off seasons four liters of milk a day that's kind of like just my thing i'll eat loads more than that too but that's just like a staple wow which for a lot of people <laughs> and about a few people firsthand i've had a few people firsthand try this stuff and they turn into a mess yeah so it's not great <laughs> it's not great me pushing that kind of thing so anyone watching don't think that's the that's how you've got to go. That's the secret. Obviously, I, you, like, you're inspired me a lot in the sense that it's, it's a slow process. Mm. You've got to respect the science. Obviously, yeah. if you're going to gain 57 pounds, it's going to happen, regard, yeah. you know, whether you're doing things right or wrong. So it's not something you want to be shooting for. It's not really a realistic sure. um, goal to have. You know how it is, man. Yeah. So you mentioned briefly on nutrition there, which I'm very interested in. So... How did, obviously from the first session you had, so you had the first session in that sort of gym at the school, so how did your, what sort of clicked when you were like, when you gained some structure, 
and your nutrition was on point? Like, how, what did your training and nutrition look like when you flipped the switch from being a guy that was being punk, punched in the abs to being the guy yeah. that was putting on, <laughs> you know, potentially 20, 30 pounds, 40 pounds of solid muscle? Yeah, so this all happened. Basically, I'll tell you now, the first gym I went to was a council gym. Okay. Then the next gym I went to was a council gym. Again, no experience with the proper gym, still had no bars. This is about a year in. I met a guy, uh, I'll name him out, his name's Janice, he was a cool guy, he goes to Oxford University. Um, he said to me, let's go try this gym. He goes to this gym, uh, Rockies it's called, really hardcore place, really dingy, man. You've probably seen some of the videos of me training oh, there. Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going there, man. It's, it's, I'm not fit and fit and it's not going to be my thing. But blow mold, I, I ended up going April 2013, that was, that was about when I joined. Wow. And man, being introduced to a freeway bar, loads of bodybuilders in there, load of cool naturals in there, really actually, you know, champion bodybuilders with the BMBF and MPA. Nice. So I was introduced to an environment in which I could really facilitate this this, this mass I was building, this just ability that I had. Yeah. Oh man, we had awesome bars available to me. I was like, wow, I remember the first time I squatted. Um, so there was still a big learning curve for me there, but like you say, when I flipped the switch would have been when I got introduced to competing, as soon as I walked in the gym, I was like to this guy, his name was Luke Pauls. I was like, how, when do I compete? Yeah. Luckily for me, man, he, he's a good guy. So he didn't just go, here's the next show, go do it. He said, don't compete yet. Give time. Give yourself a year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Man. Give yourself a year. Didn't want to not embarrass myself, but just didn't want to push me in too early. He said, you know, you can end up ruining mm. the passion for bodybuilding by, you know, really driving for a show. Yeah. So then I waited, and, and, and then I learned then, then the stuff, learned how it was going, put a split together, which is still the split I use today, funnily enough, with all the research and things I've done and trying different things. still use the bro split, yeah. five days training, two days yeah. off. Okay. Um, so what does that look like in terms of like, body parts? Run us through so like, a do, normal week. So normal weeks, uh, I rest Mondays because it's my busiest day in work. Uh, Tuesday, I'll do chest, okay. triceps, back. It's going to be Wednesday, back and biceps Wednesday. Rest Thursdays, I hit shoulders on Fridays, hit shoulders today. Uh, tomorrow, I hit arms, mm. Saturday, I hit legs, Sunday, I hit legs, and then repeat. Wow. And to okay. be honest with you, man, it's interesting because I've tried a lot of splits. I've tried push pull legs. I really want to do it. The science is really backing it. All the top guys are doing it. But I just can't. Every time I do it, I just, for some reason, it just doesn't feel right. So I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, I mean, I know we're going on a tangent, but it's cool to roll with it. Do you feel under recovered as a result of push pull legs? Yeah, that's what I feel. I might just be in a, being, being quite a coward, but I do feel like I'm not getting the... I do feel like I'm quite heavy-duty. I've yeah. always loved heavy-duty training, and I feel like if I do push-pull legs, I can't detach my mindset from, from that, so I can't just keep the volume, if you know what I so mean. So you're thinking about, oh, I've got to hit pull next yeah. day or something. Yeah, yeah you, you put me on a bench, man, and I'm going to want to do some heavyweight with some good form. If you put yeah. me on a bench twice a week, I'm going to do some heavyweight with some good form, and it yeah, no, sure. never seems to work well. I am working on it, though, man. That's going to be my next evolution. It's going to get a better, more volumized split going on because I do. that's what I do want to evolve into. For sure, for sure. So we've mentioned training there. So what did your nutrition – when, like, it was there a massive dim, like, switch from going to – Tyler, the guy who was working out at the gyms, just started to Tyler, the bodybuilder. And what was that change like in nutrition perspective? What did it look okay. like? So I've got to give a lot of credit here to uh, like that guy, Luke Porter, that I mentioned. These, um, sure. he, was my, he was my first bodybuilding diet. He, I didn't know about macros this time when I was training. So this is a year and a half in, didn't know about macros. Okay. He just hooked me up with a diet, prepped me for my show, and that was it then. And I noticed I'd grown. I noticed things changed. 
Um, unfortunately for me, obviously you competed with me, AJ. You know how everything went my season. For unfortunately sure. for me, I kind of realised I learned a lesson from from Steve McDonald and that's you've got to train back, you've got to train legs, you've got to train shoulders because I just didn't commit the, the intensity there. So the nutrition was great, but I think training for me is a recent thing, like in the last year and a half where I've really kicked it up. But the nutrition, I'd say 2000, a year and a half in, 2014 is when I really upped up the game nutrition-wise. I was eating like a bodybuilder, so you'd say, yeah, eight yeah. meals a day, you know, that kind of thing. So so what, like, did, so was that really, really structured in terms of the way you were eating? Was eating yeah. patterns structured from the start? Or when you, like, I, I want to know about this, like, massive, like, this ga- initial gaining phase. Was that structured or was that your own doing? And what would an average so this, day look the first, like? So the first year and a half of my training? Yeah. So <laughs> I I love ultra bodybuilding, you know me. As soon as I heard Arnold drank milk, that was it. You know, I was I was on it. So for me, a typical day, Still, a year, uh, three years ago, it would have been something stupid. Like I'll wake up, I'll have like eight eggs on toast. You know, really basic meals, but really like uh, excessive, like just piled on. Um, I'd have that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd train. I'd have like two scoops of protein, and then I'd have, as well as that, I'd have my two liters of milk. Mm-hmm. Two liters of milk later on in the day. I'd eat. I'm known as a chippy man. I'd have incredible amounts of chippies because. <laughs> <laughs> they were just dense they were tasty i'd get them in you know i wasn't proud of it but <laughs> that massive caloric surge is is obviously what i needed to get yeah. my initial you know get, grow on sure so what would you recommend coming to the end of like the first topic in terms of how you got into the gym and everything when looking back so from the start till sort of when you decided to compete was would there be anything that you'd go back and think, man, if I was like a teenager now starting, I would change that drastically? Obviously, it went incredibly well for you, so I can't imagine yeah. there's much you'd want to change. But what would be your main tip for the people that are watching this and thinking, I want to be like Tyler? Yeah, I I, I can't complain much. I've been dealt a good hand in that sense. I, I did make a lot of mistakes, but obviously. I can't complain, but if I'd have done something, it'd have been the first month. Just look at some knowledgeable guys, and like I said to you before, it's hard to find them because when you're co- totally alien yeah. to the fitness world, you don't know what it, who a big name is, who a big name isn't. You know what I mean? That's why you got people following Mike Chang because you type in six pack on YouTube, yeah. there you go. So for them and for me, if I was start again, I'd find some big names. Oh. Um, I'd then start looking at the. I'd get a good split going on. I'd get my nutrition sorted out. Macros, man. I'd say macros is one of the most important fundamentals. Yeah, at the very beginning macros, yeah. exactly man create a good surplus mm-hmm. um, depending on genetic capability you can go a bit further push yeah. the envelope a bit more some people can't and then get a good solid training program man. and the one thing man that I wish I did the only thing really is, is a lower rep range I mean okay. and on with big compounds I never Build did strength. that until the last year yeah I never did that until the last year mm-hmm. I really haven't I'd love to have introduced like four to six reps you know really focus on my strength and my, and my compound lifts that wow. would have been a massive thing for me Okay. Spend less time on the chess machines and, and actually use some big compound movements. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Cool, thank you very much for that. That's cool, and I'm sure a lot of people will take away uh, those points. So, moving on, we've touched on it sort of already, but I'd really like to know how you initially decided that it was the right time. So, you competed in 2014, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'd, so, I'd so like I, to know when it was. When did you decide that you want to turn this bodybuilding switch on? Yeah, well, I always knew I wanted to do it, try it out. And yeah. you know what? It's quite weird for me, man, because I didn't have a lot of confidence when I was younger. I, 
I used to play football, never played because I was, I was just too scared to get the ball. So mm-hmm. for me to go and get in a pair of trunks in front of 500 people covered in chocolate is, was, a, was a drastic difference. Yeah, but yeah. I, was, I was surprised at that myself, man. I was like, wow, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go forward with this. But I was in a good environment. So all the guys were like, you're ready to compete. You know, you, you can do, you could do some damage. I didn't believe it. I you remember had the who was I looking from them, yeah. Yeah, they gave me the confidence, man. I mean, I, oh, I remember looking. I can't remember his, his name now. Competitive for the BNBF, and I was like, holy shit, a teen. I was like, holy shit, this mm. guy is insane. And I was just like, wow, I ain't got no chance against this guy. And then yeah. obviously I, I competed, and I remember, you know, my confidence wasn't great. But looking at other members, other competitors, was a big head fuck for me. I'm not going to do that again. Snap. Um, yeah, I bet you you know the same man. Yeah, Just yeah. don't don't do that stuff. Um, so yeah, they they gave me the confidence in there to get involved and then commit to the competition. Yeah. As soon as I put the dates in, I told everyone in my family. Once you've told your family, if you go back on it, you kind of like mm-hmm. you know you, you can't go back on it. Basically, yeah. you've made that step. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, so did you did you get a coach for the first for the first season? Did you get a coach and did they help you out? Well, like I said, that Luke, that that guy Luke Porter, he was my coach. He, okay. he was my coach, my first ever coach. I didn't pay him or anything. He's a good guy. So he just he said to me, and he was just like, you know, you're going to do well. I just want you to, you know, to do it right, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Which is lucky of me, you know, because he competed, and you know, as you know, people that have done it as well, they've just competed, not knowing anything about bodybuilding, not knowing yeah. what condition you need to actually be in, and just jumped on stage. And he says, you know, you don't want that happening again. You don't want to you know, experience that. So for sure. Had you ever been to a show prior to you thinking that bodybuilding was a good idea? Like, how did you how did you find out that sort of? I know there was people in your gym, but how did you find out that it'd be something? Because obviously confidence was an issue. How did you find out that you were like, yeah, okay, this is something? You know, I really, really want to do. Just, did you see it on TV? It's, or weird, like it's weird, man. I put a lot of faith in Arnold. It seems insane, but I was I, I love him and I still do. Yeah. I was just like. It, that that's the way I've got to do it. If I want to, you know, if I want to f- chase that vision, that's what I've got to do. I've got to get on the stage, see what it's about first, you know. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, so you've been through this massive sort of gaining phase, and you're still yeah. in relatively good condition, and you know that you've built a good amount of muscle mass. <laughs> what changed yep. as a result for your prep? So, what sort of weight did you start? And what initial changes, like what was diet, training, cardio like for this prep? Give people an idea of what your first bodybuilding prep looked like. So I started off the prep, I think, 14 stone four, which is 200 pounds. That was a massive goal for me. I was like, wow, I'm 200 pounds. I was, man, I was so happy with that. I've actually got a picture of me standing on the scale. Like I took a picture of that. And you know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like it was in the evening as well. So I was like, I was waiting all day to try and make sure I hit 200 pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I hit that and then I dieted down on stage to be NBF British. I was about 12 stone one. Wow. So that's, wow. that's pretty heavy, you know, but obviously I wasn't massively peeled, mm-hmm. um, but that's still pretty heavy. I mean, the shift immediately in mindset was massive. Um, okay. My training, unfortunately, like I said, my training, I didn't know much about it. So I was just like, to me, being more motivated is just to smash it, get a bigger pump, train for longer, kill it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, cardio, I think we just stuck with uh, the Stairmaster once we introduced it like five times, you know, the classic 30-minute uh, Stairmaster kind of thing. The diet, man, if I can remember now correctly, it was just more, it was literally a, a, a proper bodybuilder, a classic bodybuilder's diet, as you'd imagine, like sure. what you think of, like chicken, your vegetables, oatmeal, the classic, mm. you know, you love the oats, uh, oats, <laughs> peanut butter, <laughs> yeah. whey, um, cottage cheese, oh, I'm trying to think, um, 
bananas after training, you know, kind of like yeah. a good mix of eggs. Yeah, thanks for that, Jade. Mm. Eggs are a massive one as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a really basic diet. I eat eight times a day. Right, okay. Which I, I would... Was, that, an, was that a difference to your uh, initial, <clears throat> like your gaining phase? Was that a difference oh, massive, this, man. this structure? It was the first time I put myself in someone else's hands. So for okay. me, I was just like, I'm just going to do what he says, see what happens kind of thing. So I was all for it. Right now, I eat like five meals. I would never okay. eat again. Sure, you know, sure, I... Sure. I even in my gaining phase back in the, you know, when I was about 16, 17, when I put all that muscle on, it was about five meals, four meals a day, but they were massive meals. Yeah. If you make five 1,000 calorie meals, you know, you're there. Easy. <laughs> You've <yeah>. made it. <laughs> For sure. Interesting. Cool. So what would you say what made you choose the BMBF? Was it, was it your coach or what happened? Like, how did you find out about the BMBF? Oh, man. Well, my coach competed in the BMBF. Okay. Um, he, he'd done a few shows with them. And I'd see, I'd actually been to an MPA show. So I decided I was going to do a show and then I went to some shows. So it was kind of backwards, but I did go to a show. It's what weeks out and it was an MPA. I think it was the Yorkshire. Okay. And I was like, wow, you know, they're, they're a good federation, not taking nothing away from them, but the MBF, man, I was like, that is the pinnacle. They are, they're the best, the best natural federation. You know what I mean? If you want to do one, yeah, yeah. The, do the best one. The lighting, you know, guy does an incredible job with that lighting. Like I said, I'll never replicate that photo again. Um, <laughs> So that was where I needed to be. I seen the stage. I was like, "That's where I need to be. That's the best. They're the best for me. I wanted to compete with the best." So, yeah. And how long was your preparation for that first show? How long did it last? About twenty weeks, twenty-five okay. weeks. So still, pre- it was no. That was a pretty yeah. long prep. I was expecting yeah, yeah. you to say something like twelve or something. <laughs> yeah, I think we twenty. I remember twenty-five weeks out. I was like, I've got twenty-five leg sessions left. That was like my. My thing, I was, I was, yeah. that was, I was working from then. So, and then obviously we did the Brits as well. So that's another six. So it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't massive prep in the end. Yeah, yeah, decent. <laughs> so, obviously, there's going to be a lot of teenagers watching this that think, oh, okay, I might compete in the BNBF. I might do it. I might do a natural show. What did you find difficult about it that wasn't that was really sort of a massive change for you in terms of? from this big muscle gain phase being relaxed about your training relaxed about your eating what did you find about it that you really maybe sort of found difficult you maybe didn't even like about it describe those yeah i find this will interest a lot of people is i didn't like competing that much at all Uh, on stage i wasn't a massive fan Mm -hmm. i'll tell you more about that in a sec but the eating wise yeah i found it difficult i love eating you know me and my girlfriend have been together for for nearly eight years, so we always enjoy like takeaways and things at the weekend, and that yes. was a massive shift. Yeah. Um, so that was big. That was stressing me out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but not not able to you know eat whatever you want, do whatever you want. You can't really go to the cinema without even thinking about popcorn. Yeah, exactly. And have a chippy and some pork mm. pies and stuff like that. So <laughs> they're a classic Balkan staple. Um, yeah, I found that difficult. The diet was difficult. I didn't find the training difficult until maybe a week out okay. because then it's it's you suffer and things like that but you know i i loved training before that because i used to love getting pumped checking yeah. myself out and you feel fantastic about yourself man you know how it is yeah, it's, yeah. It's a great feeling <clears throat> um show wise though and i'll say this to everybody you've got to try it once if you're interested in bodybuilding you've got to try it once i didn't particularly like it <clears throat> because obviously my confidence was a thing but i, I haven't said this much but at the, the bmbf brits backstage if you could have said to me you know, you can go, I'd have gone. Like, no joke, no lie to you, I would have left and not competed. I remember seeing you backstage. I remember. Because I've yeah. seen, 
I seen Armandus, uh, Liam, John, oh, yeah, uh, a couple of guys, yourself. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, obviously, Steve McDonald. Yeah. Um, a couple of guys. I was like, wow, I'm coming fifth. <laughs> I was like, if I'm lucky, I'll take fifth. I'll go now. I had a went, and I'm still saying that. I had a went. Yeah. And I got out of the back door. Oh, it was like, Dale, the other guy. Dale, Dale Bett. Dale, yeah, Dale, Dale Bett was killer. Yeah. So, I remember, you know, and James Dodd, I was like looking at his back, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, these things, I was like, wow, I'd have walked away there. And then, obviously, getting the result that I did, I was like, this is this is a big mind game for me. You know, I can't really, didn't yeah. really know what to think. Um, and as well, I love old school bodybuilding. So, for me, like, I think today's condition standards are a bit beyond where I'd want to be. It's a weird oh, thing to say, but that's just, yeah, that's just my philosophy on yeah. it. I think today's condition standards, although I respect it, I just think Arnold's day was so much cooler where they would like, they'd stay in that condition year round, not they'd sort of a lot more jump on a stage. Yeah, yeah, they hold a lot of mass. They look a lot fuller, obviously. They're nowhere near as detailed as some yeah. of the guys. I mean, even some of the teens, probably. I know, some, some killer teens out there. Now, yeah. yeah, nasty condition. And so for me, I was like, it's not me just shying away from the diet. I was just like, I really didn't. The result I got from the work I put in, I was like, I felt better, you know, yeah. a bit fuller, a bit, you know, bigger. And yeah, for sure. That's something that's going to hinder me probably in the future, competitive wise. Okay, interesting. That's interesting to hear for sure. Um, is there anything that you would change drastically about that first year, or would you say that I like that was the ideal first year for you? <laughs> Did you have I, any any sort of massive expectations? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't, um, like I said, we said before, I can't really moan about how I've done in the time that I've had. But obviously, being critical as we are as bodybuilders, I probably would have tried to dig a bit deeper on the cardio. Because, I mean, my training wasn't really good in the end. I tried to dig a bit deeper on the cardio, try to train a bit harder, yeah. really peel away the body factors, man. Like I said to you about being full, I really didn't like feeling emaciated. Mm. I didn't like feeling flat. I, obviously, no one does, but I really did. I was like, it was making me miserable. Yeah. But I... I wish now I just grit and bear it, kept digging. And I probably, hopefully, with the feedback that I had from the Brits, I hopefully would have, would have taken that as well. Yeah. That's a little bit of a regret, but it's a lesson as well that will, that will uh, keep me going for the future. Okay, interesting. Thank you. So, before we move on to sort of final topic, what would your, what would your top tip be for anyone that's watching this that wants to get into competing what would your top tip be in terms of how they can start or whether you'd even advise a teenager to compete yeah <clears throat> make sure that you enjoy bodybuilding and as well make sure you get someone to advise you that's got a brain and mm -hmm. um, that's not just in it for your money that's not just in it they're actually in it for you as a friend or even just as a good coach there's a lot of good coaches out there Perfect. that kind of know if they push you into a competition and you're not ready visually or yeah. mentally that they could end up destroying your future in bodybuilding yeah. and that for me is a massive thing i'd make sure if you're going to do a comp ask someone else's opinion it seems like a weird thing to do yeah. um, but someone else is always a good thing in bodybuilding especially to make a decision like that with you for sure that's interesting that's a good i totally agree with that point i think that a lot of people rush into it a lot of people start too early like you said, Luke advised you that you should take a good gaining period. You had a massive gaining period. You put on a lot of size and you probably wouldn't have done so well if you had just hopped in. And you probably would have I might have even never competed again, man. There we go. You I might may not have. have even done the good season. See, the thing is, I think it's a very good point to raise. And the reason why I sort of kept plugging questions at you is because 
you mentioned that you enjoyed your training up until like one week one week out maybe it was a little bit harder like if you continued pushing and possibly got into slightly better condition granted you could have pulled like a few more pounds off but you might have sacrificed your love of training and this is what a lot of people will will find is that they they haven't really got into training yet but they diet for a bodybuilding show and they suddenly hate training yeah and that's really important (laughs) you haven't even yeah you haven't even experienced the what training is about and living the bro life you're already crushing yourself yeah you're already crushing yourself down to peace sure very good point i'm glad we brought that up so last topic we're going to discuss is really more about how your basically your social media is blowing up and you mentioned the forums which is really interesting because that's something i've never delved into and i believe that that was something that happened sort of in the past um but not so much the past because although instagram and facebook and things like that have blown up recently the blogs aren't so far in the distance like they're not so far behind so i'm interested to know like how did it all start and and what sort of happened for you to become this sort of like role model that a yeah. lot of people follow you man a lot of people follow you. <laughs> it's getting and, and man I, i'll be honest i'm not lazy but i don't do much social media wise i don't no. push much yeah. um, i think and i'm an honest person i'm not going to make out i'm some sort of gary vaynerchuk mm-hmm. my social media has literally came from me being a part of a niche a niche that i that i chose to be in at the right time i mean back in 2014 i was already set on this whole golden year thing this was like exactly what I wanted. It was on my Instagram then. It was it was coming up. It's massive now. I mean, I also, you know, then I competed. A couple of cool shots I had obviously got pushed on by a couple of big, I mean, old school physiques page was like 200k likes on Facebook. That was a massive thing yeah. for me at 18 to be getting featured with, with you know, an old school page. So they were taking notice. Um, I did post on the forums. I didn't. I don't know if that helped me out much or not. So for anyone watching, I don't know if it's a great thing to do. Okay. The forums are normally full of a lot of people that I got nothing really but hate on the forums uh-huh. when I posted some big transformations. I had a, 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 a it's deleted off bodybuilding.com now because it was just getting a bit silly. It was um I was about sixty pages of people just like yo you know posting like juice gifts and things oh, like that. No. It was funny to look at, but at the same time at, at eighteen you're hoping that people go wow man you know you're doing good. Yeah. things like that um, and as well the forums as well it's i'm uh going on a tangent here but at 17 16 when i was posting pictures and i had people commenting going you shit you got no structure you're not going to do well at all um honestly man i had some crazy ones and you can probably still find them uh, but people are like oh you got no structure whatsoever you're not going to do well at all you know give up stop it's a pipe dream and this is legit i mean jade knows i've i've seen these posts she was commenting on a few as well actually defending me a bit but um you know, then I had these guys like, you know, I think I was like, I have 16 inch arms at 16. I actually said, this is the, this is a legit. I said, I'm going to have 18 inch arms at 18, 19 inch arms at 19 and 20 at 20. Yeah. And this guy was like, oh, whatever, man. You know what I mean? And I actually sent him a message of his about two months ago. I've ne- he's never got back to me, but I said, you know, I've got 19 inch arms at 19. In fact, they're only 20 points. So, <laughs> you know, it, it can happen. Be careful yeah. what you say on the internet. Yeah. Um, but as I said, it was a tangent, but, they're good and bad, the forums. Use them wisely. You can build a good following, helping a lot of the teams out on bodybuilding.com. It's a massive, massive um, conglomeration of people. So yeah. there's a load of people there to, to talk to you and things like that. Yeah. But mostly for following-wise, luckily I jumped on a niche. I got involved with Artemis Dolgan from Golden Aesthetics. Yeah. Uh, I got involved with Golden Ear Fitness. I, I, I got involved luckily because 
like we know about that pitch. I'll tell you about that pitch. It's got me in a lot of places. Thank you, Five Os. He, you know, they were like, "Wow, this is cool. We'll post it. We'll post it." And it's it's all progressively. Um, I'm not a massive poster. I don't. I want to get a YouTube thing going. That's why a a big drive for me to get this done with you was to introduce myself into that world because I've got the time. Yeah. Yeah. My my Instagram, it's it's just literally worked its way up. Like I said, I jumped on a niche and I've came up with the niche uh, quite luckily and being the age I was as well with some of the pictures I was posting, people were a bit, uh, you know, blown away by that, which was great. Yeah, but there's been nothing special that I've done other than find what I love, you know, the old school bodybuilding and push that, stay with it, stay loyal to it, yeah. make everything about it. You know what I mean? For sure. So you spoke earlier about confidence and how the bodybuilding might not have even boosted your confidence in itself. But do you think having a social media has had a positive or a negative impact on your current levels of confidence? Yeah, Instagram's had a positive impact. Instagram, yeah, Instagram. When I was getting messages from people like, oh, I'm a dog, and we were talking, I was like, wow, this is is insane. You know, this is exactly what I want. You know, obviously your confidence has got to be up when you get people like that messaging you and you're posting up stuff. So it's been great in that aspect, confidence-wise. Obviously, you get people commenting crap sometimes, but... How do you deal with the, learn, how do you deal with the negative yeah. stuff? Like I said, man, the, the, when I was 16, 17, 18, posted on forums, just like, hey, you know, how do I look? Critique my physique, things like that. That's what I post on bodybuilding.com. It's a big thing. And they were like, oh, you're all right, but, you know, don't, don't have no hopes kind of thing. I was I'm surprised I got through that, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Um, I am. Um, and after that, you know, nothing really phases you. Once you've seen that you can actually go and do some things and you can win a show and, you know, no one's their opinion is really irrelevant yeah for sure have you so you obviously got into like golden era aesthetics and all of that stuff has you know and you work as a coach um, for your yeah for your profession has instagram and having this huge following has it helped you in terms of like monetizing the fact that you've got a great following do you have you got people come through for coaching or do you find that that hasn't made a massive impact yeah online coaching I do, I do get a lot, of, a lot of people messaging me here and there, you know, yeah. asking about prices and what sure. I can do for them and stuff like that. And and that, I'm lucky in that sense because obviously, being exposed to a lot of people, you're gonna get a lot of people messaging you wanting to know what you do. Yeah. Um, but it's not been massive, man. It hasn't been life changing. I probably couldn't, I definitely couldn't live off just some Instagram followers right now. That's good to know. Um, it's like that guy Vaynerchuk thing. He says it's kind of like uh, if you have if you have three thousand followers, you know, you're gonna get a larger percentage of them talking to you than if you had twenty. You're gonna have a less percentage, you know, it's kind not of thing. So, yeah. Sometimes when you get popular, you're not actually popular. People just follow you because you got high numbers of followers. Mm. So it's kind of like they're useless, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, it's helped me out a bit. Uh, I could probably do more with it, and I, and I will in the future. It's something I'm going to delve into. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. Um, one more question about the social media stuff and the confidence aspect, and I'm sure a lot of people want to sort of know more about this. It's you seem to be quite like a hidden individual. Like, don't put many physique pictures up. Don't put much yeah. training up. And it, it, I tell you what, I don't know whether any other watching people watching think this, but it intrigues the hell out of me because <laughs> I'm always, I'm always wanting to I'm go on your page it. to see if there's some like some update. 
because I'll post a squat update like every damn day and you know it might get a regular people see there's two ends of the scale there's massively frequent and really yeah, infrequent definitely. so you people are interested because they're almost like in, massively intrigued like I am so give yeah. give me more details on that is that a personal <laughs> thing or is that uh, it, almost strategic <laughs> It started out, it's definitely not strategic, it may have become strategic, yeah. it started out, man, I'm bad with time scales, by the way, I don't even know how long I've been training, it started out about two and a half years ago, okay. I used to train in t-shirts, I used to wear extra, extra small, the smallest shit you could find, yeah. it was like up there on my arm, and I used to love it, I, I used to wear, I used to wear them no matter what the weather, I was like, this is all t-shirt weather to me, Yeah. so that's where that started out, but then one day I thought, I watched a Dorian Yates video, and they called him Shadow, and they were like, no one knows where he is. Like he will be training in Birmingham, and the next thing he's at the Olympia, and everyone's like, "Fuck's sake, he's turned up again." You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. I was like, "Why they're all out in California enjoying you know the sun and whatever? He's training. He's he's not in sight. No one knows what's going on." Mm. I thought it was kind of cool. So I I put on a hoodie, and this is kind of funny. I have st- I have not not trained in a hoodie in about two and a half years. No joke. Wow. That's literally yeah. That's it's, it's kind of become a bit weird. Yeah, it's become a bit weird. You ask anyone that, that trains, that's actually legit what I do. Yeah, no, and no. That's about no. two and a half years ago. Yeah, wow. And do you, like, do you, do you ever like? Because I think I think it was like Jonah, and it's so funny. This this is a regular thing. I don't know whether this is a confidence thing or just like something that teenagers do. But me and Jonah both trained in hoodies, and actually for the majority, of like twenty. Maybe the majority of 2015 before, like, I, I don't know, before I competed my first time and I did well and I gained confidence, I was training in a hoodie, like, all the time. And do you yeah. find that that, do you find that it helps you, like, focus on your training or what's the massive reason behind that? Yeah, originally, I, I just thought, wow, I can't see my physique. This is great. Like, I'm not happy. I want, I want to improve. So I was like, if I can hide myself away, I can kind of be, like, this under construction kind of thing. Where I'm imagining what I'm gonna be Solution, when I'm not it. it. Yeah, it's fantastic, and yeah. and even now, like like you see now, it's for me, it's a bit weird now because like being 18 stone nearly, it's kind of a bit like you can't really hide anything. It's not like I'm hiding much anymore. Everyone's like, you know, I have to try and find some bigger hoodies because they're like, you yeah. know, we can see everything anyway. You may as well wear a t-shirt, yeah. kind of thing. So it, it, I am at that turning point now where I'm like, I kind of need to stop this. Postage wise on on Instagram, man, I don't post in the off season. For the simple fact that, oh, I don't like to admit it, but I'm, I like to be an old school physique. Okay. I don't think, I, although I might be big, I don't think it's an attractive physique to look at, okay. so I don't post. You'll find so, that when I post, it's in a burst of a kind of a couple of weeks because I'm lean. Like, I'm getting lean now right now. I'm dieting down right now. So maybe we'll see some updates. We'll be well in a yes. couple of weeks and, you know, maybe get going and see everything and then disappear for a long time again. Nice. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't post if I'm in the off-season. It's rare that I do. I mean... I should more. I've been trying to push some more strength there. Photos out there, like yeah. you see my front squat the other day. I was like, you know, I was like, I need to post something. Yeah, and see the thing you know? is, like when that came up on on my feed, I was like immediately wanting to like it or comment <laughs> on it. And you could see like the comment thread was long because you haven't been posting for ages. But it has this yeah. effect because yeah. if something make there's some people out there that won't post for ages, they'll post something, it'll get absolutely no response purely because mm-hmm. they've been quiet for too long and people have gone off yeah. them. You have almost this, like, the, yeah, this uh, elusive thing where people are like, if you post, I, 
it's gonna yeah. like blow off, which is awesome. I, I think that's so. Cool I posted that that mirror photo. The most likes I've ever had on a photo. I'm not that shallow to to remember them exactly, yeah. but it's like twelve hundred likes, and that that for my demographic and what I usually get, that's like double. You know what I mean? So it was like, and that was a big thing for me. It was literally the photo must have been the first photo of my physique in about four months. You know what I mean? So you I had about fifty comments. So you are right in that sense. It does. People are still watching, which is great. <laughs> it's great so to know cool. people aren't abandoning me. That's really, really good. Um, so yeah, would you would you basically give any massive advice for any teenagers that are looking to grow their social media um, and move forward on that aspect? Like, how what do you think you'd do differently or yeah. change anything? Be organic. I mean, what I say about old school bodybuilding, and I know this isn't this isn't the video for it, but how to build an old school physique, it's not a small waist, it's not wide shoulders, that, that's bullshit. Anyone tells you that's a liar. It's an old school physique, it's a physique that you've built and you've changed and you've kind of like learned how to pose to, to show the strengths off. Mm -hmm. I mean, be organic, don't, I mean, copying people, there's a difference between copying people and like paying homage to people. You know, take inspiration, but yeah. be you and be organic and like I said, man, I've had my following because I'm quite recognizable, but I'm unique in that aspect. I've built a physique that's like, wow, that's a bit different. Mm. He's vacuuming. What the, you know, that's, we don't see that in a while. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of helped me out. If there's anyone out there that's got even a slight hint of idea, like, wow, this is unique about me, you know, that's what you want to be pushing forward. So, for sure, niche. that is your biggest asset. Something yeah, niche, niche is, is always good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like Gary Vaynerchuk says, I love Gary V, but it's like, play to your strengths. Forget about your weaknesses, you know, just strengths. If you've got a strength, Go all out. Throw that on your social media. That is your that is your ticket. If you try and become a, a jack of all trades, you're just gonna end up like everybody else. And you know you're not gonna stand out to people. It's all about standing out these days, man, on social media because anyone can make one. Mm. You know what I mean? That's so true. And I think that's why if you do do a, a YouTube or anything like that, it will blow up because you have that niche, yeah. you have that leverage, um, and I think that's really really cool. You won't just be another one in the ether of uh, YouTubers, yeah. which is awesome. I hope not. <laughs> Cool, yeah. man. So we're going to wrap up, and I'd like to sort of, I'd like you to give the listeners, give your followers a bit of an idea of what the plans are currently. Say you're dieting down, is that for anything in particular? Have you got any show plans in the future? Like what's going on with Tyler at the moment? So um, I've got a holiday coming up with my girlfriend. Um, okay, nice. That's in about 12, 14 weeks. That's what I'm dieting for. Okay, cool. Um, you know, the age we're at, show wise, being 20. It's not a great age to compete because obviously juniors is 23. Well, it will be in Nava where I'll be competing next. So for me to be at a three-year disadvantage, I want to definitely be sure that I can deliver the package that I want to deliver. Okay. Because to me, bodybuilding isn't about show to show. To me, it's one show, one year, that's it. Like My goal is the Mr. Universe to win. I know juniors, hopefully. you know, We've got to set our sights high, starting with the Mr. England. It could be next year in, I think it's September. Okay. It starts okay. out, and then the universe is October. That's what I'm looking at. Um, I'm going to get lean, obviously, in, in a couple of weeks, see what's going on, see what kind of mass I've put on. It surely should be something there, I hope. Um, post some more updates. <laughs> I think there's post some more there. updates, man. Yeah. <laughs> post some more updates. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, that, that's pretty much it for me. I'm, like I said, I'm looking at the Navi universe. Okay. And, and the, obviously, got to get past the England first. But cool. that thing and the PCA as well, a great federation coming up. Ryan Alexander's doing a great job with those guys. Yeah, you know, some of the prize money's ludicrous. Yeah, For so sure. some killer juniors out there as well, man. So I've got to be making sure that, like I said, I'm ready. I don't want to show myself too early and mess up. 
Okay. So I've got three, you know, we've got three years to, to see what's going to happen. Interesting. Cool. I'm buzzing to see you when you get back on stage, and I'm sure that's going to be something shocking and something that people really want to follow, so that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, finally, mate, link us all up. Tell us where we can find you. If if people aren't following you already, I'll, I'll be surprised if they're yeah. not, but I'm sure there's some people out there that don't know where to find you, so so tell us all. I'm, I'm most active <laughs> uh, Instagram, which is like, you know, Tyler Cooksella, we all, we all, that should be you know, pretty easy to find them. Cool. I'm, I'm going to be more active on the YouTube. It's going to be Tyler Cooks again. Okay, uh, I'll probably post, uh, repost you on this video just to get get it up there, get it around. Nice. Um, my, I don't have my Twitter's there, but I never use that man. Never okay. really liked Twitter. Never understood it. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much where I'm at. Obviously, uh, um, Snapchat is obviously going to be Cooks Cooksella oh, yeah. Facebook. Yeah, I don't have an athlete page. Okay. Uh, at all yet. Do you have which a coaching page simple. though? I do have a coaching page, which is Elite SN. Okay. Um, which I've just started up now, going to be running some ads and stuff on it and building that up, which is going to be good fun for me Great. as well. So if you want to check, obviously, if anyone's interested in anything like that or free advice, because I'm going to be posting a lot of it, that's where you can check that out. Cool. And if any of our listeners like have a specific question that they want to fire you, do you have like an email that they can send that to or something like that? Yeah, I would. Um, I'd, I'd email it to cooktyler at live.co.uk or just comment okay. on one of my Instagram photos. Uh, right. People will, they believe it or not, but I look at every single comment. Good. Um, nice. I'm saying that now. I, there's only 50, so it doesn't take long. You'd have to be a bit of a, a bit lazy not to look at look at that. But mm-hmm. I look at every single comment. I've got a list myself on my computer there um, of all the questions I want to answer in my next YouTube video, which will probably be a Q and A, much similar to this. Real. But obviously, it's going to be more uh, niched. Yeah, which cool. things we probably could cover on a podcast. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you find me a question, I'll definitely get over to that. Awesome. Definitely okay. include it in the next video. Thanks very much, mate. So, yeah, I mean, that's been an awesome sort of 45 minutes of finding yeah. out what Tyler was about. I really hope that we can speak to Tyler again in the future because I think he has got a cool. wealth of knowledge, especially when it comes to team competitive bodybuilding, team muscle building, um, and everything in that sort of topic, which is awesome. Um, so if you've stuck around for the full 45 minutes, I'd like to thank you very much uh, for listening or watching. Um, and yeah, that's it from me. So I'll let Tyler check out um, and then we'll leave it there. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Uh, obviously, thank you. big thanks to AJ. He's doing an awesome thing on the scene right now posting this kind of stuff it's, no one else is doing it someone has to be an innovator so big thanks to him for posting it up and obviously if you want to get hold of me on any of those pages then don't be shy cool. <laughs> thanks again man no worries buddy so yeah checking out teen muscle radio episode four is done thanks very much tyler um and i'll catch you soon cheers yeah. buddy see Take you later easy, man. <laughs>